Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello, my name is Annie McGrath and welcome to Secret Artists podcast. A podcast. Finally, someone has the guts to do one. I get a different comedian each week to join me and they choose an object or a place or a person or an animal and we draw or paint that thing whilst having a good old chat. Um, We've had lots of people joining in with us painting and drawing at the same time which is absolutely dreamy and so please do keep sharing your pictures with us. Um, We will also be posting photos of our muse on Instagram and Twitter at secretartpod and um, we'll share our artworks with you at the end. What else is there to say really? Uh, Just for God's sake, enjoy yourselves. Hello Stuart. Hello. I've got an intro for you. Great. Oh, sorry. Do open your Bacardi, Bacardi Carta Blanca. Bacardi and Cola before and we Cola. Start. I don't think it's um Is Oh it? no, that's Malibu, isn't it, with the where it's got coconut in it. Is it coconut in it? Yeah, it's coconut in it. Yeah. Bacardi's just white. Is that white rum or dark? Normally white, but they do uh gold and dark versions as well now. And are you on the podcast to promote Bacardi? I am here. As Bacardi's leading spokesperson since Vinnie Jones. And drink away. Welcome, Stuart Laws. Uh, quick intro. Stuart Laws has his finger in many pies. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the first thing. Like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> he is a very funny comedian, writer, director, producer and goalkeeper. Important to be funny on the pitch, I think. Especially mm-hmm. in You're goal. pitching me right now. I'm pitching you to the listener. He co-founded Turtle Canyon Comedy 15 years ago. Uh, Turtle Canyon Comedy in 2012, but Turtle Canyon, what became Turtle Feels Canyon like Media was in 2002. So sort of in that ballpark. Yeah, it was like a response to 9-11. Ah. He has since produced James Acaster's series Repertoire for Netflix and has directed shows for Sky, BBC Three, Dave and SC4 in Wales. He wrote a play called The Journey, which was a smash hit in Edinburgh and has written numerous critically acclaimed stand-up shows where he's been described by Fest as a one-man arrested development. Mm-hmm. It was S4C, that's the uh, the Welsh Channel 4 or B- yeah, Welsh language. I said SC4, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, that's fine. I'm sure that's what you texted me. No, S4C. Well, you know, it is what it is. Mm. I am. Uh, I have directed every bit of stand-up that Wales has broadcast in the last two years. Well, I thought don't don't ignore Wales in your intro. And what Absolutely I've done not. is I've, I love Wales. I've, no, great. no, yeah. What I've done oh. by not ignoring it is 
pronounced their main channel incorrectly. Yes, that's fine. As well, a you, sort you of You didn't nod. pronounce it incorrectly, you just got the order wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I think they'll forgive you. Will if, you forgive me? If you start speaking Welsh, you'll have a you you'll get on there. Glenny Morfa. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know the name of one Welsh farmhouse in Machamp. Absolutely fluent. <laughs> Um, thank you to all our Welsh listeners. I'll take this opportunity to thank you for tuning in and out. The Oc. What's that? Don't worry about it. Oh, is that slow? Yeah, it's between. No, that was between me and the Welsh listeners. Oh, what, what is slow? Araf. That's the other word I know because yeah. it's written on the roads. I'm very excited to have Stuart on Secret Artist Podcast, but also a bit concerned as he produces Secret Artist Podcast. So mm. usually he's the one keeping me on track when I go off topic. Um, maybe you'll still do that? I anyway. think I will. And normally I try to edit myself out of this as much as possible. So I'm going to try again to edit myself out of this. That'd be good. It's just going to be like... Um, A series of questions from you. <laughs> just like me going mad. A monologue about my mental descent. What are we drawing then? Oh, we straight in? Yeah, yeah. You, we, you show me. and then straight I'm in? Then, yeah, straight in. We're not discussing my career in any way. What career? Yep. Well, I'm a content producer. You are a content producer, but the format of the podcast, as you know, is... I thought you, normally we have a nice chat beforehand and then it No, the chat is sort of okay. whilst we're doing it. That's the thing. All right, I'll get it out. Shows, so I've got this shows tote, how much you've been paying attention. i got this tote bag, which is from a web series called Under the Tweets, which you were on. Yeah. Uh, but in that, I have a book called oh, Bird Love by Layla Jeffries. I love this book. I've seen this before. It is a book basically of photographs of birds. Because you're an avid bird watcher as well. I love birds. But basically, if you can imagine like a bird in a glamour shoot. I can, yeah. Well, you can because you're looking at them <laughs> for this is for the listeners. Uh, a bird sort of posing quite coyly. Absolutely stunning, sort of like on a very plain white background. The beautiful, beautiful photographs. Beautiful photographs. And the colour is Susie the Budrigar. She looks like a bit of a bitch. Really? Yeah, look at her eyes. Yeah, that's true. She's seen some things. Oh, the oh, book. The the... Are... Oh, I love that owl. What's he called? Or she? Tanny. Tanny, she. It's the Australian masked owl. Beautiful. Look at those eyes. But there's one in here which really, <gasps> I really, really liked. Because, yeah, this is the one because of its legs. Pepper. Pepper. It's a southern boo book or boo book. Boo book. Like the Baba Book. The Baba Book <laughs> in a book. Um, and what I like about it is its legs looks like fox legs. Yeah, it's really actually quite disconcerting. It looks like, is it a taxidermy or is it real? No, they're all real. Because I re- researched it because I was like, they, they they look, they're posing so well. Because on the one hand, Pepper looks like a sort of classic, like a tawny owl almost, mm. with sort of white and brown feathers and big green eyes, but then some f- mm, f- <laughs> chunky as fuck legs. Yeah, and also it looks like uh, Pepper has just hitched up her skirt oh, yeah. or their skirt and just been like, have a little look at these. I love it. So are we going to draw Pepper? You're going to draw Pepper. Now, Stuart, as you know, normally on this podcast, was that a little burp? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, Lucy Pearman did a burp in the last podcast. Oh, I, I cut a few of them out. <laughs> um Normally we use acrylic paints. Yes. Now, between you and me, I know that you're colourblind. Yes. Which doesn't mean that you can't paint. I can paint. I know, but what I've got in as a bit of a 
sort of nod to your colour blindness. <laughs> yeah, a little wink. <laughs> a little wink and a tap on the fanny to my colour blindness. Is some black paper. Finally. <laughs> and... I wanted to paint my bedroom black when I was younger. Did you? My mum and dad wouldn't let me. You were quite emo, weren't you? Uh, before emo. Primo. You invented emo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I invented it. Before um, there was a term for it. And some metallic pens, because I thought it could be quite interesting to do. Basically, I, I my agent for my birthday got, signed me up to this thing called... Someone's just dropping in, they've got an agent. Sorry, I've got an agent. Um, They'll take 15% of anything you make today. Of this? Of, this? of the drawing. Okay. They signed me up to this thing called Scrawler, which is like... Um, have you heard of Grey's boxes? Yes. You know, when they send you, you sign up and every month they send you... They send some oatmeal through, through your door. Like just loose. And chocolate. And you're like, oh my God, I forgot. I paid £10 a, little, a month um, for this. You've got to put a little nose bag under your letterbox yeah, to collect it. and a donkey arrives and you share it. <laughs> yeah. So instead of that, I have one that's for art supplies. Okay. Um. So this month for my art supplies, I got gifted this... For all of 2020? What? For all of 2020, you're going to get something... I think it's six months. Six months. But I think I'll get six of them. That's great. Yeah. So I got these metallic pens, this black card, and these sort of metallic drawing pencils. Now, you will notice I've I've brought us a box of After Eights, but it's currently 7.51. Okay. So, um... Nine minutes. Nine minutes so we can crack into this. Is there any... Gri- like, run me through the colours of Pepper. Oh, shit, yeah, you can't actually see what the bird is like. Brownie? Yeah, I would say its legs are sort of cream into brown, and then we've got some nice white plumage, um, and then around the eyes, oh, God, black. We don't have a Yeah, black. but that's fine, because the paper's black. Oh, yeah, black. the paper's black, thank God. And then the eyes are a sort of pewter. Are they? Well, they're, no, they're sort of light green. They're sort of the same colour as this wallpaper. Oh, that's helpful for the listeners. Yeah, sorry. We've got wallpaper in this room because things are going well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm but what's the general colour of the feathers? Brown and white. Brown and white. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start with rose gold. I'm going to sort of do an artistic impression. I, I can't draw. Right. So hang on. I've, I've learned from this that you're supposed to look at it. Yeah, I've been using my pencil to sort of measure the perspective. Um, I don't know if it helps or not, to be honest. How's your fucking owl going? I, I'm putting the prep work in. I'm researching owls to get in their mind before I paint it. Pepper? Pepper? Imagine the bird answers. <laughs> Hello? Hello, you got my beak all wrong. <laughs> it's from the 50s. <laughs> 50s America. Yeah. It's a femme fatale. Why are you using pewter? Take a little look at these thighs. <laughs> it helps if you can see them. Peppers hitched up her skirt. <laughs> so, Stuart, tell me about your past artistic... Wait, actually, I'm going to start by saying congratulations on selling your oh, yeah. first artwork as part of my exhibition before Christmas. That was exciting. Yeah, that was very unexpected. You created this amazing video piece Um uh, well, I'll let you talk about it, shall I? It was called Lapsed. It was centred around climate change. Yeah, you did this exhibition, which is great. So when you asked whether or not I could do a video piece, I said yes. 
out of sheer like I say yes a lot to things. You're a yes man. Yes. And then I was like, this is sort of what I knew what I wanted to do mm-hmm. is I like time lapses. I like going to places. I like sort of seeing how time passes whenever I go on holiday. I like to do like take a GoPro and do like a nighttime mm-hmm. time lapse, uh, whether that's seeing like the stars, like the rotation of the earth and or seeing like the sun sort of move across the sky. I really like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I took a photo like six months ago of some ice that I dropped in my sink and I played around with the visuals of it on my iPhone and made a nice sort of abstract image out of it by like crushing like the blacks and the whites in the image and Mm -hmm. uh, adjusting the sort of tint on it. So I thought I want to do something with ice, do a time lapse with ice. What does melting ice represent? So climate change, the early polar ice caps melting. Um, and then one, the thing I like in time lapses is sort of things moving at different speeds. Mm-hmm. So I basically practiced moving very, very slowly, sort of walking in a straight line so that in the background of this video of ice melting at like, I think I sped it up to about 5,000%. At certain points, I would be moving in the background as a human with a mask on. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. At sort of normal speed. Because I couldn't work out, are there three different time speeds going on then? Uh, No, well, occasionally I slow it down to sort of focus on a detail. Like, So I stacked up a load of ice cubes in sort of a pyramid. Yeah. And then when it melted over a period of time, sometimes the, the structure would collapse. And so I slowed it down to sort of focus on those sort of little details. But yeah, it was sort of 5,000%, occasionally down to sort of like 200%, and then around 3,000, 2,500% for like the majority of it, I think. Mm. It was cool to see the um, ice cubes melting very, very quickly, but then it all slowing down and the man in the background moving. It was quite emotional, actually. Oh, and I, I, my business partner, Al, and great friend he did the music for it which actually we use on the start of this podcast as well when you do your intros i wasn't confident with how video art would sell because i don't have any experience of selling it but we additioned it i think we did an addition of three so there were three pieces available and you sold the first one didn't you i did sell the first one which is well cool, and you before the exhibition even started, actually. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And you offsetted your carbon emissions. I did offset the carbon. I sort of estimated how much, sort of, how many, how much carbon it would have cost to have sort of made the camera. And for how long I was using it and me driving to there and, you know, it took about three hours to film. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to sort of work out all the sort of details involved in the electricity and that and then do a rough estimate and then round up. Weirdly, I've chosen ice blue for her beak. I feel like I might be colourblind now. But this is a good thing about using metallic pencils and this is why I chose them for you is that colour's not really important because we're not going to do an accurate depiction with sort of purple and gold 
No. But it might just be nice to see what lines we make. So did you do art at school or college uh, or anything? Till years eight and years eight and nine. What? But is that when you had to? Yeah. And then what? You just didn't then, do it. The school that I went to was very sort of un arts focused, so that you couldn't do any. You couldn't really do anything art arty apart from English lang lit because you got to do some creative writing in that. Mm-hmm. And then art. And I guess technology, I guess. Oh, yeah, DT. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely some creativity there. But otherwise, it was do all of the academic subjects. Uh, so, yeah, I also sort of fell out of not love and was never in love with it. But I didn't really like, by the time I got to my teens, really didn't like anything to do with school. Yeah. So really backed away from it. And is it something you... I mean, did you enjoy making the, the video piece for the exhibition? Uh, not hugely. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for <laughs> Felt quite it. stressed about it. It was... But, like, I liked the I liked coming up with it and I liked the result of it. I yeah, didn't really like the making of it. driven person, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I feel like I, I represented what I wanted. It... it the final result was close to what I envisioned. Hmm. Sign of a good director. I guess what you did for the exhibition was sort of more on a par with your usual line of work than anyone else's, probably. Yeah, I guess so, like, yeah. Your job is literally making films and directing. Um, I've just started using this metallic gold pen, which I do quite like because it sort of really stands out on the page, but it looks very cartoony now. I love it. Oh, man. Well, you can use this after me. Or oh, there's a silver Do you know one. what like, the process is? I'm doing the exact same thing as you. I'm just putting like pen strokes on a page, mm. and yours looks so effortless, no, and it think... already looks so much more like the thing. Like, than... I don't, No, I don't think so. I think I've just been more confident oh. slash... More confident slash stupid with my lines than you have. Um, I mean, you can tell it's an owl, but I've made its eyes sort of look like peacock feathers by mistake. What's that pen? So what the, that's the gold pen. Yeah, so that's the silver version of this. But you can just use this if you want. No, no, I'm going to use this for the sort of beaky lad. Oh, yeah, that's good. The beak. Oh, sorry. The, I call it the, the beak. beak. Um, and... Do you have a favourite artist? Uh, Are you dreading that? Oh, question? no, hang on. I do, I don't, don't I? I like Goya. Oh, yeah, you do like Goya. I don't really, in terms of, like, visual art, mm-hmm. paint on walls, I don't, yeah, I've never really connected with it a lot. Yeah, really you wouldn't like choose to go to an exhibition, would you? No, I don't think I ever, ever would. Um, but I really like Goya, his dark phase when he went mad. Mm-hmm. When I went to the National Gallery where he had all his corporate work. Yeah, that's we what went it's to called. See that, didn't we? Yeah. In I think it was the National Gallery. Yeah. He had all of his por- portraits. He did all his portraits, but they were of like princes and kings and 
gentrymen. That was sort of pre-meltdown, wasn't it? Yeah, but it also was just... It was like going to watch a comedian do their corporate set. Yeah. You're just like, why am I interested? There's no art in this. I'd say, yeah. It was very slick. It was the furthest from art that I've ever seen in a gallery. I've been to a few galleries. Sorry, Goya. You just got burned. Yeah. Why do I want to see the paintings that someone got paid an enormous amount of money for that they had no emotional investment in? His sort of commissions, I suppose. Yeah. It was like, oh, can you do a painting of me looking really royal and regal? Why would I want to see that? No, I want to see you about to kill yourself. Yeah, I want to see Saturn devouring his son. Mm. I want to see... Actually, this one isn't done. The Colossus, I don't think, is by Goya. Do you know the Colossus? Yeah. I think that's by... It's attributed to Goya, but I don't think it actually is. The Colossus... Yeah, it is attributed to Goya, but also Asensio Julia. I think it was by Asensio. I think it was by Asensio, and he was like his apprentice or something like that. Right. And it then got, in the same way that when Hans Zimmer does music, he often has uh, apprentices and like a team of people that actually do a big chunk yeah, of the work. That's often the way, and they say um, the studio of such and such an artist. Yes. Oh, do they do that? Do they do that with like visual? Art, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, loads of old paintings are like the studio of someone really well known. Really? So, you'd never sit down and be like, Oh, I'm gonna do a drawing today? No, I've done it a few times, but and I like it, but I, um, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever kept anything I've drawn because it's never a way of relaxing for you, is it? No, not what about at all. now. Is it right? I, don't, I mean, I'm, I don't feel that relaxed doing this because it's a technique that I really mark my depth with. I think but I've drawn a dick on this owl's face. Well, it has got a dick on its face. Oh, that is the. Sorry, you're colourblind. You don't see dicks on owls' faces. I appreciate you attempting to understand the condition. Well, I'm struggling more and more with the owl. I'm going to go with rose gold for the majority of his. I do also, this isn't a criticism, but I, I forgot to tell you I do have a rubber as well. I don't think, I don't, don't, I'm not for rubbing out when it comes to drawing. I like seeing every line, but. But I think you should consider using that. <laughs> okay. Okay. How was the process of writing a play, Stuart? I went and watched, I, did, I wrote a short story years ago and it sort of was very sort of naive, early sort of creative writing in that. I wasn't too young, but it was like my first foray into something that was sort of semi-serious and sort of quite reluctant to write very serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to always have sort of a veneer of humour to it, not yeah. have an opinion to it so that I can defend myself fairly easily. Yeah. And so no one really had read it and I just this short story but I knew that uh, the core idea of it was something I really liked and I think mm-hmm. I didn't pull it off in the short story and I sort of got it wrong and right. then I went and watched Arrival the Amy Adams uh, Denis Villeneuve film and was so like oh fuck that's incredible mm-hmm. that I immediately as soon as I left the cinema sort of opened up my laptop and wrote like the first seven or eight pages of the play 
I'd always sort of in my head been like, I'd think it would work as a play. It feels it's a two-hander short story. It feels like it would work as a Edinburgh Fringe-style play. One location. Yeah, about a couple who end up on a spaceship heading towards the nearest star that's not the sun Mm -hmm. to watch it go supernova. And on the journey, they argue and break up and end up arguing whilst the star explodes mm-hmm. and so there's a load of there's a, a big chance that can go pretentious of being like oh look how oh humans are so distracted by their own petty squabbles they're not noticing the massive sort of stuff of the universe mm-hmm. going on around them quite similar to your piece of art on climate change oh yeah, yeah i guess so um, but what I took from it, which what I did with the play was I managed to undermine sort of, I managed to have my cake and eat it mm-hmm. by doing a sort of a play within a play. It was great and really well acted by Phoebe Sparrow and Will Brown. Phoebe Sparrow and Will Brown did the Edinburgh Fringe run and then Will and Gabby Best did the preview run, which we did very, very early on just to sort of test the idea out. Yeah, they were um, and every, yeah. so good, I think, because they're all very funny people and brilliant actors it was that it was felt like the right balance of the stuff that was sort of more to the audience was delivered in a light enough way that it it wasn't ever in danger of being pretentious i think with the cast yeah i wanted to make it very like funny but i also wanted to sort of lure the audience in by making it very funny and relatable and sort Mm -hmm. of uh disarming early on so that when it got fucked up near the end it made it was more of a horrendous thing. And I remember having done stand up for twelve years, mm-hmm. well, longer than that now. Um, but like the first night of the very first performance of it, I ended up sitting next to uh, a few friends. Loads of friends came to it, which was very very nice. But I know that I felt so tense throughout it because basically for a large portion of it Mm -hmm. the middle section of it you start to suspect that the play is fairly uh first of all fairly basic and secondly pretty misogynistic yeah because that's the sort of twist about one of the characters isn't it but you do have to be you want the audience to be asking the questions that ultimately the characters ask but they have to spend about 35 minutes of the play doubting Doubting themselves and you. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you've got an audience full of friends. Hang on, what are you doing there? Are you rubbing that in afterwards? What do you mean rubbing it in afterwards? Are you doing some squiggle? I didn't really think about that. I could. I'm doing squiggles. I'm not rubbing okay, it in. I don't you're know how squiggling. to it. I'm just sort of enjoying mark making because let's be honest, the rest of it's a bit fucked. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, yeah, you can get your finger on it and okay. rub it a bit. Yeah. Oh, Stuart, it's um, 18 minutes past eight. Would uh, you like an after 18 minutes love... past eight? Yes, please. Go on, you choose the first one. That one. God, these remind me of my granny after it's. You only ever saw her? After 8 pm. Um, she was a night owl. Mm. Mm. They don't feel like the sort of chocolates you just buy to snack on, do they? <laughs> treat chocolate. Um, do you want to ask a follow-up question about that? What? Ask the question. Mm. Have you? And we'll keep this in. Have you ever bought after eights to just have snack ever, on, or maybe as a meal? Have you ever had after eights as a meal? Yeah. End of question. Well, no, I can answer it more in more detail. No, I don't want to know anymore. Okay. There you go, second one. I was at school. Same. When I had them, and they weren't after eights, they were the Woolworths' own brand. Well, that doesn't count. <clears throat> if they weren't in a sleigh. And I had like a pound or something, or one pound fifty to spend mm. for my lunch. And I really wanted them. So I just went and bought them and had them for lunch. Did you eat the whole box? Yeah. But did you did you tell your mum? Of course not. My dad caught me throwing away an apple at the end of the day when I was twelve. He once. knew something was up. He'd come out of nowhere to come and walk us home from school, and I had gotten into a phase of not eating the not eating the fruit because I distrusted any slight bruise on them. Throwing away an apple is quite a rebellious thing to do, isn't it? So after school, I'd get my lunchbox out, throw the apple into the bush, walk home present the old empty lunchbox there you go and I, I threw it one day in the bush looked up and there was my dad just looking at me and he went oh so this is what happens to the apple oh was he annoyed i bet he found it quite funny oh he found it funny yeah when you first said he threw he told me off though oh but he found it funny what have you got in your hand rose yeah, gold that's what i want tough who's been your favorite secret artist podcast guest so far Lolly had a great anecdote about uh, Mission Impossible meeting mm. Tom Cruise. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that's difficult to top, isn't it? Lolly has got this fantastic energy to her where you feel like a funnier, better person when you hang around her. She's got the best laugh. Yeah, you feel... Ever. When she laughs at something you say, you're immediately like, oh my God, I can't... I never knew... I was this funny. <laughs> I guess I sort of do the opposite to people. Yeah, you you put absolute fear of God into people. <laughs> well, I don't have a loud laugh, and I, I wish I did, because I think it's such a nice trait. I guess you can probably learn that. Am I too late to learn to laugh? Nah. Find out next week. You can do it. Ha-ha, ha-ha. Perfect. I love what you're doing there. Thank you. That's so sweet. Oh, I love that. Oh, I haven't done that. I'm going to do that. That's such a good No, don't idea. steal my idea. Yeah, this sort of glint in his eye. Oh, you stole the idea. I need to wait for that silver pen, though. 
I'm just inspired by your drawing. Stuart. Yes. Do you own any art? Uh, I own a print of uh, Saturn devouring one of his sons. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I own sort of movie art, sort of, you know, when they reinterpret sort of images from uh, films into sort of like pop art sort of style things. Oh, yeah. I've got one of Interstellar. Mm -hmm. And I've got a piece by Matilka Kaneka, who does sort of, uh, they're sort of gothic like um, animals sort of in sort of quest questy sort of vibes mm. but they're also sort of slightly abstract she's sort of sort of quite some of the pieces she has are quite monstrous but they're very sort of like bold very like confident like characters oh yeah the one you have is like an animal on a raft isn't it it's a penguin on a raft it's quite sort of with like a scroll but magical yeah 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 there's like a magical element to it i really 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 like that really like her stuff she's in like the edinburgh frame a shop that's on like prince's street that i yeah, go to every on, year and have a little look it's on nicholson street nicholson it's street sorry edinburgh arts on frames or something and at my work I, in my office, I have uh, a, a little-known artist, an, an original, by a little-known artist by the name of uh, ALM, is the initials that are in the corner, Alma. Um. Alma. I'm not sure who that is, but um, it certainly is very striking. It's the geezers in Iceland, a couple of geezers. Yeah. Um, the the geothermal feature. It's a beautiful painting. It's a beautiful painting <laughs> if that really I may captures say so. myself, Annie Louise McGrath, my initials. It really captures sort of the energy of it, which is something I really. That's something that I like in art. Something that captures a feeling, mm. um, and something that I like in in films and I like in in stuff that I make myself it's like that it's not a really crisp completely polished thing yeah even in the sort of live stand-up shows like James Acaster's that you film produce direct everything they have this well the aesthetic is always very beautiful but you do well at capturing sort of backstage moments as well and like shots from behind and all that kind of thing yeah i think that's how i've ended up in doing lots of stand filming lots of stand-up specials producing and directing different on different ones is something that i feel like sometimes goes missing in when tv is when stand-up is filmed is that feeling of being in the room and it's difficult and some people don't necessarily want that and they want it to feel like a tv program that you know yeah uh, everyone can just switch on and be like cool here's a joke and here's the next joke and i joke, definitely understand joke, that it's laughing joke, joke yeah blah, blah, blah. but i it, yeah if if the options open up to the feeling of like being there is something that's so great about stand-up is that it is it's one of the only things that exists purely in that 
moment, like a, a mm. play. Yeah, it does, and a film, it does to an extent, but you'll sort of broadly hit the same beats every single night, and you can sort of get used to the sort of responses that an audience will give. Mm-hmm. And there is something about stand-up where literally a pause or a, a, a word said slightly wrong can change the energy enough that it can get you a heckle that can then derail and send the gig off in a different direction. That I feel is a pretty unique thing. Yeah. And you can't, obviously you don't want that on TV necessarily in that form, but to, to sort of give a good approximation of that, that still makes good TV, I think yeah. is something to aspire to. Well, I think Darrow Breen is a good example of, well, he's amazing with the audience. Um, I know you recently filmed his show at the Apollo, which was, that came out on New Year's Day, didn't it? Yes. BBC One? BBC One. Um, And I was surprised you kept in a massive chunk of him speaking to a specific audience member and then referencing when that audience member was sort of late coming back in the room. But I I thought that was sort of really nice that that was kept in because often it's, it wouldn't be seen as slick enough. For yeah, a sort of TV stand-up show. But. And Dara is great in that regard. And like, I hadn't worked with him before, but he's such a nice person. But he also knows his show. We're recording this in the midst of uh, Storm Brendan, hence this like wind tunnel <laughs> that it sounds like we're in. Um, yeah, yeah. Dara knows his show inside out, and he knows sort of what he, he wants, and he's done it for so long now. And when we spoke before filming he said he didn't want any sort of audience stuff yeah his shows are really notorious for being really good at sort of involving the audience and he's amazing at sort of structuring a narrative throughout the show Mm -hmm. that sort of keeps the audience involved but he wanted to pair it back to just the routines and then on the day stuff happened with the audience that was so good that he was like can we keep that in yeah well he's always so good with the audience i think it'd be impossible to do a show that's just material for him yeah, and like to th- to then work with him and be like, right, how are we going to make this work and not not be alienating to the audience at home and feel like they're in on the joke of the fact that this guy, after the interval, didn't come back to his seat for about fifteen minutes, and then Dara's ends up speaking to him as he you know is notices he's not there suddenly two minutes later he arrives back and there's loads of really good back and forth, mm-hmm. but to also put that on TV on BBC and prime time and be like this was filmed uh there was an interval here yeah that's what i mean it felt like quite a risky thing for a sort of seemingly straightforward stand-up show yeah and i think the people that we work with are really i mean are great comedians like really really great comedians and so i feel like they know what they want and feel happy sort of taking those risks yeah and the industry respect them enough to be like oh that was a deliberate choice there really nice i think we don't have that much longer left how are you getting on with pepper the owl yep good just doing a background background is it i've learned while i was producing this podcast if you do a background you get extra marks well i don't get marked down for commitment oh yeah See where I did a set commitment as a theme. Wasn't yeah, I just thought it was funny because of school. I've always found it funny that schools were like, we're going to mark you for commitment as well. Especially because my mum came home from parents' evening once crying. That's not a good sign. 
when your mum gets home from parents' evening in tears, you, you as a teenager are thinking, I think something didn't go well. And? Oh, it was because every single teacher said could try harder. Have you ever pretended to like art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this comes to like comes to films, and that's why I went in the quick fire round. I put in our films art, uh, and there's definitely been films that I pretended to like when I was younger because I was like, oh, that's yeah, definitely I understood that, and that's a cool film to like. So therefore, I, I like it. like Blade Runner because you want to be seen as intelligent or cool. yeah, you don't want to be like. Especially when you're trying to go into making films, you want to be seen as like appreciating the classics. Mm-hmm. Genuine, generally love films, like every single film I see, even if it's absolutely terrible. Especially if I see it at the cinema. You just love going to. That's how you switch off, isn't it? Going yeah. to the cinema. Go to the cinema by myself. Watch whatever I can. Occasionally, I'll see a really terrible film or a film that I really don't like. And then a load of my friends really like it and go on about how great it is. And I just have to stay quiet and pretend that I haven't seen it or that I thought it was fine. Mm. So I do that quite a bit these days. Like I didn't, I didn't like Baby Driver. Oh, I didn't like Baby Driver. But I, I thought loads of people, people loved didn't. it. Did they? Yeah, people really loved it. I didn't really like it, but that's fine. I thought it was way overrated. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Baby Driver. No, um, you know, it takes a lot to make a film. There's a lot of really good stuff in it. And, you know, I'm probably wrong for not liking it. He's drawing black pen on black paper. Are we going back into your emo phase? No, but I remember something that you've talked about. Something that I've liked about art of yours is the texture of Mm -hmm. it. And I like the visceral quality of a like a, a textured art piece yeah I think it's nice to see different textures and lines but that's just me and so I'm digging in a little bit with the with this ballpoint pen quick Conceptual or realism? Uh, conceptual? Mm, don't know. Impressionism or expressionism? Expressionism. Straight lines or curves? Curves. Portrait or landscape? Landscape. As someone who films things. It's a nightmare when someone films it in. Portrait. Portrait. Oil or watercolour? Uh, oil. Looking at art alone or with others? Alone. Can you separate the art from the artist? I don't know. I don't think I... My opinion is... nuanced enough. Or, like, uh, I think it's probably advanced enough. Not a question for a quickfire round, because I noticed that that's the question people sort of um and are about the most. Yeah, it's a, it is tough. But I also don't think I'm skilled enough to understand all the arguments that's the police coming to arrest you for that answer <laughs> yeah for being such a fucking coward <laughs> just say whether or not just you still watch Woody Allen you... say if you watch Woody Allen will you watch Woody Allen I have chosen not to list to watch Woody Allen 
And do you think that's? I chose people not. People see you differently. <laughs> I don't go around telling people on podcasts. Uh, Geek. Tortured artist or rational recruitment officer? Rational. Well, yeah. Hmm. I say I'd prefer rational recruitment officer, but I, 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 it seems that that's not the case. Looking at a painting close up or further back? Uh, close up. Talk about or think about art? Think about. Private view or view of privates? Uh, view of privates. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Uh, landscape, maybe. So unsure, aren't you? Yeah, very unsure. And you've been the most prepped for these questions of anyone because you've heard them. Yes. Every time we've recorded a podcast. Oh, he's violently scratching black lines all over our... I love your drawing. We'll talk about that later. Art or tech? Tech. Art or books? Oh, no, art. Hmm. Art or books? Books. Art or food? Uh, food. Art or birds? Uh, birds. Bird of prey or pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Uh, bird of prey. Cola or cola bottles? Cola. Dicks or pussies? Pussies. Thank you very much. I don't know how to make the beak work. It's too late for that. It's time to swap drawings. There you go. Sign it. Oh. Um... There. Thank you. I love this, Stuart. Thanks. I don't feel good about the white, the white feathers, how I've represented them. I think it's really beautiful. It looks magical. It looks like it's sort of snowing in the picture, and I think I like the metallic sheen that you've given the background. Good commitment. Yes. I like that you've chosen some of the feathers to make metallic and some you've left. I think it's really beautiful. Thanks. And I like the eyes. Love the glint in the eyes, which you inspired me to do, slash I copied you. Unbelievable. And... It's a sort of purpley silver colour. I don't know really. I know no, it's silver. You probably don't know that, but it's yeah. sort of purpley silver. I'm going to give you, for commitment, 10 out of 10. Yeah. And for, what's the other one? What's the other category? Technique. Technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give you nine. Nine. I well, don't, my I... mum's going to go home. <laughs> Delighted, actually. She'll be happy with that. She, would, she tried, she... He tried his artist. Yeah. I don't, fell short at the final hurdle. I personally don't think you needed the black biro. Okay, but, I but don't have think, a look at it close. Look at it close up. I don't think it adds, and that's why you've lost a mark on technique. Okay. But hey, art's subjective, so can you really mark it? Uh, yours is great. Technique, obviously, is a 10. Because like, there's parts, well, obviously, because like there's, I look at the face on it, and it's so many little like pen marks, but it's really evocative. It's got like like mine is just like it looks like a a child has worked out how how to draw an owl. Yours looks like it has a personality. It looks like it's looking at me. Mine doesn't look like it's looking at me. I think it looks like you it got the beak in there. You made an adjustment to the beak. You changed its color. Which was a wise thing when you're painting on black, when you're drawing on black, but like your your pen marks near the bottom. Mm. When I saw you doing, I was like, I don't understand how that's going to work. 
and now you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that works. Like this bit here looks like South America. Thank you. But it was also its wing. Are we not supposed to be drawing South America? No. It, well, are you supposed to? Is that what everyone's been doing? Slipping South America into their art? I think I've been doing that every episode. Has oh, that gone unnoticed? Well, there, there it is. Um, I like your signature, by the way. Thanks. That's not your actual signature, is it? Yeah. It looks like hieroglyphics. So, yeah, uh, commitment. You haven't done the background, so four. You basically only did a background so that you could mark me down when you knew that I wasn't doing a background. Correct. So what have you given me for Overall, commitment? Overall, I would give this an A double star. Thank you. In spite of your lack of commitment. Thanks very much. Well, Stuart, good luck editing this episode. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast and for producing the podcast. Um, I absolutely love your owl. I love Pepper and I love this bird book. Everyone should go out and buy it. What's it called again? Bird Love by Layla Jeffries. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Bird Love. Where we talk about <laughs> which bird you want to fuck. Australia's today, today, ours is Pepper. Pepper, gonna get it good. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Stuart. Thanks very much. I don't know how you got on. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, that was Stuart Laws. What a funny guy. What a brilliant owl. Um, hope you enjoyed that episode. Do check out Stuart's website as he's going on tour at the moment, stuartlaws.com and Twitter at this Stuart Laws. Um, he's got lots of, we didn't even get onto his viral tweet, but he's got a, a lot of followers from a tweet he did about dirty plates in a cafe. So watch out for that. I am supporting Lou Sanders on tour in various places, Northampton, Manchester, Brighton, Cambridge, somewhere else. Some other place. No, I think that might be it, actually. I'm doing two dates at the Soho Theatre of my Edinburgh show on the 17th and 18th of February, so please come along to that. It's called Shepherd, and there's lots of stuff about creepy men, and also one of my original paintings is in that show. Um, follow us on Twitter, at SecretArtPod, and Instagram. Um, we'll be sharing the artworks from today on there and please if you do enjoy listening then review us um, positively five stars is absolutely great and um, keep supporting recorded podcasts thank you very much for listening see you next week goodbye Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast music by Alistair Clayton quickfire round music by Steve Dunn 